0: Hello everybody, Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone and today I am joined by the super saber, Soraya Saber. How are you doing today?
1: I, I'm tired.
0: <laughs> you know what? I feel that. I feel that.
1: <laughs> yeah, the full day of work plus wrestled three times this weekend, multiple times getting dropped on my neck. So, you know, it, it's fine.
0: <laughs> You're living the dream, you know, that right. I mean, you know, nothing comes easy, especially in professional wrestling. But I still must say 2023, you know, we're in 2024 now, but I wanted to look at 2023 for a bit because that was a big year for you. You know, it was your first full year mm-hmm. of wrestling after making your official debut in 2022. And I think, I mean, you're pretty much already considered to be a, a top prospect to watch, I think. So can you kind of talk through some of the progress and strides you've made in the last year, last six, 18, months I think I'm doing my math correctly but um, I've landed you to this point yeah
1: I think you know 17 months 16 17 months something like yeah. that um I don't know about the top prospect thing That's I,
0: a- I've been seeing your name a lot and especially talking about like rookie years especially you've you were floating in the conversation there so you, you've made an impression already
1: I, I was trying um god in regards to progress I I think it's just been trying to do everything that I can and just kind of listen to who I can. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, definitely helped me along the way. I don't feel like I can take full credit for anything. Cause it was a lot of, you know, people who kind of stuck their necks out for me and helped me, you know, get some of the, the bookings that I got and, you know, learn a lot of what I did. So I, think as much as I want to take credit for like oh how hard I work like there was a lot of people who made that happen who kind of got me to that point.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about some of those figures and learning, because I know you love absorbing new knowledge. You know, you're still in these mm-hmm. development stages of your career. But in 2023, you also made your debut on the QWI 200. I know that was a big goal for you. So can you talk Can you talk about your initial reaction to receiving this honor and what does it mean to have your work recognized in that capacity?
1: So I, in 2022, I had gotten like an honorable mention in in the qwi is like the oh future people to look out for but i didn't actually get on the list and i my whole goal for 2023 is like i want to make it on the list that was was honestly the only thing i wanted and to see that i got on there i I barely got on there um i was 199 out of 200 so i barely got on there but you
0: beat somebody uh, that i mean I I
1: guess, you know, you got a point. I think they said there was like 500 people who were in contention yeah. for the list. Um, And just being able to see that and, and get the recognition for some of the stuff that I did in 2023, obviously having, you know, the first ever match between two transgender women and, you know, the state of Tennessee, having the first match between two trans people and the state of Georgia, it's... I, I wanted it to happen so much to make the list and to to see it happen it it was a really cool moment it really was.
0: You know and tw- I feel like you can only go up from here first you were an honorable mention then you were 199 so like top 100 2024 I, look, I think I, you I, could do it.
1: That's that's the goal it, it really is and I I don't want to like say like I'm oh I'm definitely going to get it but like I'm I'm going to push my hardest.
0: Yeah, and that, that's all you can do. We'll, we're still in the beginning. Uh, we're still in January, the beginning of the year. So we got a lot year left to play out. But I think that's incredible, especially, you know, for your first full year in wrestling to be recognized yeah. on, a, on a list like that, I think is really, really awesome. And now I'm curious, you previously wrote in 2022, again, you started training that year and then made your debut later mm-hmm. that year as well. You wrote on Instagram that 2022 was a year full of constant doubt and second guessing you know and questioning all of this but 2023 is now officially in the book so as you look back on 2023 your first full year of wrestling how would you summarize 2023 personally and professionally um
1: honestly 2022 was hard because I was just trying to get my feet in and you know fresh out of training at uh, the nightmare factory um and I, I didn't know anything. Like, obviously, you jump in as a rookie. You you don't know what you're doing. You don't know anyone. And I, I still don't know anything about what I'm doing.
0: You're um, still learning, you know? It, yeah. It's You're not even two years in since your debut. Right. You're still learning. So I totally get it.
1: Yeah. But I, I think 2023, I really started feeling a little bit more confident. I mean, like, I still have a lot of that self-doubt. I'm still, you know, my... my biggest enemy is myself and i i i beat myself up over like every match that i have every promo that i have every time that i'm in front of a crowd i'm like did i do as good as i can and like i i still put myself down but i look at 2023 especially in comparison to 2022 and it's i can see where my confidence not just like in the ring but outside the ring has definitely grown um, and I, I don't feel as much like that scared kid, um, when I go to shows, which is which has definitely been nice.
0: Of course, you know, everybody has their own doubts, especially in starting out in something, you know, like we said, it's been about two years since you started your journey with training. And as you're still growing, I want you to look back in a positive light for a second. You said your confidence has grown. Has there been a certain uh, match or moment or performance so far in your career that you feel particularly proud of and why?
1: Um... God, specific matches. Cause <laughs> like I said, I'm I am my own worst critic on matches. I, I watch back every match that I have if I can find footage of it and pick it apart and you know hate it so much. But if I had to pick just some matches that I had this year where I, I just kind of felt like maybe I, I did a good job there. Um I had a match. Um, Zicky Dice Atlantis Paradise Three at MomoCon against Kelsey Reagan.
0: Yeah, and,
1: and uh, the footage of it hasn't aired anywhere, which I'm, I'm sad about. But I look back at that match, and it was one of those first sort of times where I went in there, I felt so confident, and I came backstage, and I felt I actually did halfway good. Um. So in regards to match, that's probably up there. Um. And in just. Some I, God, I don't even know. Um, getting to work at these big Gay Thanksgiving show, I think for me was a really big one because I, I felt like it was just this kind of like step up on like the level of show I had been working, and I'm like yeah, it was just in a battle royal, but it felt so surreal being at a show of that level.
0: And especially, you know, Effie, who is, has been a huge figure, especially in the LGBTQ community. And I love Effie's Big Gay Brunches or something events I always look forward to. And at the time of recording this, you know, uh, Tampa Week, I mean, he's having an event later this week, which is going to be super exciting. Uh, mm.
1: I am a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know when this uh is coming out.
0: This is coming out tomorrow at the time of okay. this by so, way,
1: so. so shortly before this, shortly before we recorded this, uh it was announced, which I've known about this for a while, but it was announced. I am gonna be uh part of Big Gay Ranch Tampa. Um I am in a six way, I think it's the the next up gay grapplers match, something something like that. It's, Uh, It's a six-way match uh, between me, Caitlin Marie, who's one of the best, you know, female wrestlers in the Carolinas, uh, Secret Daughter of Tear and Josh Locke, who are both great queer wrestlers out of TW in Tennessee. Uh, Ron Bass Jr. is going to be on there, and then Ken Pierre is also going to be on there. So that was announced Uh, Shortly before we recorded this, so my Twitter's been blowing up. Uh, I'm really excited and I got new ring gear specifically for the event, which I am so excited to debut. Um, I'm nervous, but I'm ready.
0: Let's talk about ring gear for a second, because I know you've taken inspiration from Dragon Ball <laughs> Z before in one of your mm-hmm. ring gears, actually maybe multiple of them. So it, do you normally gravitate towards a, the anime realm or what are your general sources of inspo when it comes to crafting and envisioning your ring gear designs?
1: Um, yeah, so this is... So the gear I'm, I'm debuting this weekend is, is technically my my third like set of gear since I've started wrestling. Okay um my my initial said I had reworked so it's kind of like it's gear one but it's also gear 2.5 so it's kind of yeah. that weird sort of realm because I I got it like modified and upgraded uh but yeah I love kind of at least on color palette wise like taking inspiration from things that I like like my uh the like here I've been wearing for most of 2023 was inspired by Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z and yeah. then the gear that I'm gonna be debuting this weekend is also color palette wise inspired by more Dragon Ball Z. So it's definitely, I find these like, you know, characters or things that I love from, you know, various sources of media. And that's just, I kind of like pick out the color palette of it. It's not so much like the design, but I'm like, I like that color combination. Mm And I just kind of go with it from there. I don't know.
0: I'm so curious, what other, um, when did you start watching Dragon Ball Z first of all?
1: I don't even think I can give you a year. I I remember like (laughs) long time. I remember like as a kid, like my like older cousins and brother would like have Mm -hmm. it on TV and I'd like come in and like watch a little bit of it and I'm like, yeah, this is so cool. And then like as I got older and I could actually like understand it and whatnot and like watch it myself. I've like gone back and rewatched it. And it's it's just been like a really cool, like one of those things I'm just like, yes, I love this so much. I've watched every episode, like it's amazing.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious from childhood to now, what are some of your other, uh, maybe not guilty pleasure, but favorite shows from your childhood and then now that you could maybe continue to rewatch like Dragon Ball Z?
1: Um, So I was the hugest Pokemon kid. Yes. Uh, Still am, still am. Um, I I have so much merchandise and games that is not even funny. Um, Love that. I am the hugest Avatar The Last Airbender Legend of Korra fan um I got to meet Janet Varney the voice of uh Korra from Legend of Korra at MomoCon before the Ziki Dice Outlandish Paradise show and I was in my ring gear when I met her and she Asked me about it, I was like, Oh, yeah, like we're because where they had the signings was right next to where the wrestling show was. And I told her, I was like, She like asked me about my ring gear, and I told her, I'm like, Yeah, like I'm a, I'm a pro wrestler, we're about to have a pro wrestling show. She's like, Oh my god, maybe like me and some of the other cast could like come over and watch it. Which, like, they had a panel right after the signing, so yeah. they weren't able to, but it was still like cool that she found it so interesting. Um, that I was a wrestler and doing the wrestling thing, so that was really cool.
0: Yeah, you know, and I'm so curious talking about your childhood, kind of, you know, some people know from a young age, they want to become professional wrestlers. But if you think back to your childhood, what did your younger self envision your adult self doing when they got older?
1: I honestly never thought I would be a pro wrestler. Um, Like, I mean, I, I grew up like, some of my earliest memories were watching wrestling. I was a diehard wrestling fan, but I never thought that I was gonna wrestle. I it was just something that I was like, yeah, I love doing it. I had all the action figures, yeah. the video games. I wrestled on the trampoline, I had this like body pillow I'd wrestle with and everything, but I never thought, like, oh my god, one day I'm actually going to be a wrestler. It wasn't until the past couple years I sort of had this like resurgence in my fandom. Like Eddie it, it Omega. Kinda, yeah it it kind of it it died down there for a little bit and then I got into that like mid to late 2010s New Japan and then the start of AEW and my fandom just exploded because I was seeing people doing the type of wrestling that I loved I was seeing like you know the high action the more sports sort of style that you see on like the indies and New Japan and whatnot and I was just in awe of all of it. And one day I was just like, maybe I should wrestle. And then I just like happened to see that, you know, Cody Rhodes had a wrestling school yeah. that was only like an hour away from where I was living. So
0: Kind of a, a full circle thing. I mean, you credited Kenny Omega being one of the big people who kind of, mm-hmm. and Okada too, who inspired and kind of reignited your love for wrestling. And obviously, Kenny and Cody were EVPs of AEW. So right. it's kind of a cool full circle dynamic right there. I, I have to imagine that. I'm so curious for you. What about uh, the Kenny Omega and Okada matches really specifically moved you?
1: It was just. <sighs> Because you know, once you grow up watching, you know, and I, I still love WWE. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But once you grow up watching that sort of style, where it's it's very, you know, story driven, yeah. and you know the matches are you know five to ten minutes, and then you watch something like you know a Kenny Omega versus Okada or Omega versus Osprey, which at this point is probably my favorite match of all time. Um, which one? <laughs> That's the tough question. That's the million dollar question. Probably the the Tokyo Dome one. There was just something special about that one, it being the first one. Yeah. Um, but you go from watching these, you know, five to 10 minute matches that are very, you know, story and character driven to this 45 minute to one hour classic sort of match where they're just beating the heck out of each other. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like not only just like are they really letting each other have it but like the cardio that that takes
0: that stamina yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I, I i get winded walking to the bathroom <laughs> like it it was it was something special and especially you know going from watching that style to of you know WWE style to you know some of my first experiences of non WWE wrestling being you know Omega versus Okada at the Tokyo Dome or uh AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom. It it was a whole new world. It really was.
0: Now I'm curious, what has been the longest match that you've had so far in your career?
1: Um are we counting like Royal Rumbles?
0: <laughs> I guess it would count for the duration that you were in it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess that's kind of cheating because, you know, Royal Rumble, you can just kind of hide in the corner. Yes, um,
0: that's good. No, that counts, you know. <laughs> no, you take it. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I've, I've had a couple of Royal, of Royal Rumble type matches where I've, I've lasted, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay um but probably i've had some like 10 or 11 minute matches i don't know i'm, I'm still working on my my stamina so at that point i'm kind I'm of kind of tuckered out
0: in in five years you'll be a 60 minute wrestling machine
1: <laughs> i don't know about that in five in five years i'll be 32 years old and probably not want to get out of bed in the morning
0: You know what? My back has to. I am. I'm 26. I got back problems already. It's not fun, and especially at the rate you're going, though. Actually, being physical, so you know, (laughs) I kind of stand that a little bit.
1: I I feel you. I'm I'm 27, so I'm I'm not too far ahead.
0: Now, I wanted to reel it back a little bit to the Nightmare Factory, obviously mm-hmm. to your debut specifically that, you know, it came, it aired about a month after it happened. You mm-hmm. faced Angelica Risk. You know, I have to imagine, though, that there's some pride and also some comfortability in going out there against another graduate of the Nightmare Factory. So mm-hmm. what are some of your takeaways from your debut and now 16, 17 months later seeing where you and Angelica are at right now?
1: that debut match i i watch it back every couple months to kind of like just sort of see i was i was so lost i you know i mean we got through but there were so many times that i i was like what am i doing like like should i be hitting this move here like like i i oh no I, i i tried to do something and i messed up like um it it's insane to go back and watch and and getting to work someone like Angelica who I think is so underrated uh I think so many more people should be booking her for shows because she was amazing um and you know really helping bring out the best in me um to now just I mean even like offense wise like I I do you know moves now that I didn't you know think that I'd be doing back then um it's just crazy of me and I, I think the the thing that's the craziest about that match was after it was done the very first person I saw when I went through the curtain was Cody Rhodes he he made sure because they were watching in a separate room all the matches and he made sure as because we were the only women's match on the show to come to behind the curtain and be the first person that we saw so he could like talk to me about it and like compliment me which was really cool
0: Yeah, you know, especially being surrounded by so many other minds, but also your peers, you know, you talked about that you've learned a lot from your experience so far through Mm -hmm. your training and through working with other competitors. So I'm curious, has there been a specific advice or words of wisdom that have really stuck with you so far? And who did they come from?
1: I don't know if I can, off the top of my head, think of like a certain like term or anything, because like, I, there's been so many people who've like told me so many different things, but I mean, if I had to pick out, you know, some people who I just feel like I've learned so much from, um, obviously, you know, the people at the nightmare factory, uh, who were great. Cody Rhodes, QT Marshall, uh, Glacier, all amazing coaches, you know, all know so much about this business more than I'll ever know probably. Um, but even outside of that, um, there's a couple wrestlers that I interact with a lot in the Alabama scene, uh, Donnie Primetime, who does a lot of New South and some GCW stuff, he has become such a good mentor to me, uh, through, you know, riding together to shows, just, you know, talking backstage, uh, Kerry Offal and Nick Iggy of the Carnies, who, uh, have appeared on NWA and Ring of Honor, uh, i've learned so much from them inside the ring and out and just about the business it's like people like that who've kind of just given me advice or even if it's just like small things like hey maybe maybe don't do this in a match or maybe like try and use this a little bit more it's it's just words can't express like how thankful i am for that
0: yeah, and, and like we were saying earlier, you're one who loves to absorb knowledge and keep learning new things. Mm-hmm. And I know you were slated to attend the seminar led by Emmy Sakura at Beyond Wrestling. Did you end up attending it?
1: So I I was at the show. I wrestled on okay. the show. Uh, I faced a uh, wrestler by the name of Armani Chaos. Yes. Um it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, Amy Sakura's flight had gotten delayed. Oh, okay. She wasn't able to make the show. And, and so some things had gotten uh, moved around. Cause I, that wasn't the match I was originally slated for. Yeah. Um, but because she wasn't able to make it, um, Bali and was not able to make it. Uh, some things got moved around, which I was really sad about because I love Amy Sakura. Yeah. Her some of her work in AEW is just amazing her match with Jamie Hayter is probably one of my favorite women's matches of all time so I would I really wish that I could have gotten that experience
0: they gotta get beyond this is a campaign you need to get Amy Sakura (laughs) back and also get Soraya back as well thank you very much
1: (laughs) get get me get me that Uh. I love, I love,
0: I love Emmy Sakura too. I feel like she, I mean, underrated gets thrown around, but I feel like especially in AEW, you know, she's had a lot of matches and they're really good, but yeah. like doesn't get the constant television time. And I mean, she has her own company as well. She's a veteran. I know, she, you know, that would be somebody who I would imagine would be amazing to learn from. She has the world traveled experience. So 100%. beyond, or maybe even Nightmare <laughs> Factory, get Emmy Sakura Any, in there. Anywhere.
1: yeah no I've I've really especially over the past year or so I've I've started watching so much more Joshi like content and I've loved every minute of it everyone I've watched I'm like this is the type of wrestling I want to do I want to learn from people like this
0: Yeah, you know, and especially part of this wrestling journey is also furthering your character. We were talking about ring gear earlier, you know, your identity and your presentation in the ring is so important. So, can you talk about the process of developing yourself and that aspect and who maybe it's still a work in progress by the look on your face, which, you know, (laughs) you're two years in, but can you kind of just talk about the process of developing that aspect and who Soraya is as a character right now? Yeah.
1: So, my biggest thing is in it, it, it honestly all circles back to the the dragon ball z uh yeah. statement because like i've started using sort of the moniker of the super saber which is a playoff of super saiyan uh from dragon ball z and it's just kind of those sort of like mentalities of like i want to be this warrior who loves to fight who wants to test myself against all the best who is not satisfied with what level I'm at. I want to constantly keep pushing myself. And I've kind of gotten to this like point of the past couple of months where I've adopted this sort of like moniker, it's even further beyond, which uh, in Dragon Ball Z, there's a scene and it's the first time that Goku ever goes Super Saiyan 3. And he's like, and this is to go even further beyond. And I just, something about that saying just kind of clicked with me where it's like, I want- to go even further beyond. I want to take, you know, where I am and go even further beyond. I want to take what LGBT wrestling is or what women's wrestling is and take it even further beyond. And that's just kind of been my sort of mindset going into this year.
0: Yeah. You know, I know one of your goals, you know, everybody has a lot of goals laid out. You want to work with more people, keep learning. Mm -hmm. So as you're looking ahead towards 2024, you know, can you talk about some of your personal and professional goals that you're kind of eyeing to accomplish this year?
1: So my, the goal that I originally set for myself was I wanted to double the amount of states that I had worked from last year. So last year I hit six states so this year I was like I want to hit 12 yeah and I think after after this weekend with Big Gay Brunch I'll be at three so far um so we're, we're working there um but that that's kind of like the the widespread goal for this year was like I just wanted to hit like double the amount of, of places um and then just in regards to like some of the names like I just wanted to wrestle so much like amazing talent. Uh, one of the names I had on my list actually already marked off. Uh, was uh, Noah vale, uh who is an amazing queer wrestler out of Florida. Uh, this is the first match I had this year. Unfortunately, I had a stomach bug while the match was happening. Oh, no. so it, wasn't, it wasn't my best work, but uh, getting to wrestle them in a one-on-one match. Uh, we had a little moment in our uh Effie Big Gay Thanksgiving Battle Royal uh but getting to wrestle them in a one-on-one match was amazing they are such a great talent uh so they were on my list and then uh, I had a bunch of other people on the list but some of them might be unrealistic like I wanted to wrestle you know Dark Chic, Edith Surreal, Sawyer Wreck like all the you know all those like big name queer wrestlers (laughs)
0: I don't, you know, I don't, think it's not unobtainable, you know, I, you know, we, crazy, you know, honestly, wrestling is, the, I feel like the industry based on never say never, you know, right. maybe, maybe not this year, but you've already had kind of a moment with dark Sheik, you know dark Sheik is one of your inspirations you got to see Sheik yeah. wrestle and then i saw your pick at the merch table which was <laughs> adorable by the way so i mean can you talk about dark Sheik's influence on you and some of the other people that you look up to you know you just named a few of them
1: that was such an awkward moment because like I i had wanted to like meet them for a while and I was yeah. like I just like walked up as this like shy fan after uh, a GCW event here in Atlanta and I was like trying to tell them like hey I'm like a new like trans wrestler I, I you know I'm a huge fan of yours and can I like get a picture I was so awkward I had like no idea what to say and then like we took the selfie and I was like trying to like offer to pay for the selfie because I, like, didn't know. Um, but, I mean, if we're going to talk about inspirations, because, I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about, you know, like, the, the ring-style inspirations, like the Kenny Omega more. Yeah. But I, I got to mention all the trans inspirations, all the trans wrestlers who kind of came before me and paved that road, whether it's a Dark Sheik and Edith Surreal, Mariah Marino, who I've had a conversation or two with before. It was super nice. Uh, Kid Bandit, who's also from the Nightmare Factory. Uh, they actually sent me a message earlier when they saw the announcement for the Big Gay Runt show. Um, Giselle Shaw, Nyla Rose, just any of those sort of trans wrestlers. Sonny Kiss, who have kind of pushed forward people like us in wrestling, especially in mainstream wrestling. It's mind-blowing and inspirational.
0: It's been eight over eight years since you came out as trans and you have such an inspirational story yourself. And now, you know, you're kind of in a position where you can use that story to inspire others, you know, through your work, through meet and greets and through all these cool events. So, you know, talking, thinking about your own story and your own journey. Do you have any advice or message to those who are maybe on a similar path and are looking to come out themselves?
1: It's, I mean, it's it's tough. Because, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been out for eight years, but it's been a rough road. Like, I've, I've lost, you know, I don't talk to my family anymore, and, like, I've lost a lot of friends through it, but it has been one of the best things I've ever done in my life, just being able to be my authentic self, and for people to see me being my authentic self, it has just... I wouldn't take anything back. I wouldn't change anything about it. It has truly been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life is to live as myself authentically and openly. And just for anyone out there, it's just, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. I mean, obviously, you know, do what's best for you and your own safety, but just the world is changing and evolving and becoming a better place. And I know that it's not, all the way there yet, but, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. You know, there are people out there who, you know, see you and support you. And even if, you know, you don't think that you have anyone like, heck, I'll support you. I'll be there for you. I'll be your support system. Um, it's, it's such a fulfilling journey.
0: Soraya, before we let you go, can you please share with the listeners can find you online and support you?
1: Oh God! Okay, so I always forget because my my social media handles are never like the same thing. Um, so I think on Twitter slash X, it's just at soraya Saber. Correct. On Instagram, I think it's it's underscore saber underscore time, and then I don't remember what I have a TikTok, but I don't remember what the username of it is. <laughs> but Hold I'm sure. On. I'm sure if you just look up Soraya Saber, it'll pull up. I, Let's look. I, haven't, I haven't posted on there in like a month, but it is a thing. I do have it.
0: It's it's underscore Soraya underscore State Saber for TikTok.
1: Okay, there you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. Follow Soraya, support Soraya. You're doing amazing things. Thank you so much Thank for you. chatting with me here today. It's been an absolute Thank pleasure.
1: Thank you so much.